The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. If you think about it, it's kind of like the lame, like I'm pretending to walk down the stairs, like behind a couch thing, and then he came back up. But I think, I think, if you want to say that he heard, you know, eighty well, he percent well, of it, the, the, and and right there, and I mean, he did hear Ayla say, like, because you were all right by the door. So, because uh, what, what we're trying to, what I'm trying to establish is character-wise going forward is now he knows that Ailos isn't on the up and up, and now he's pissed about that. So that trumps everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, person gets to know Jay, he's just like, it's kind of, it's a, you know, it's a little invasive, and uh, he's he's person still trying to get a hang hang on to his new job duties. Since, uh, you know, he's just a lost permission private investigator, Bard, and he's dealing with police, and he doesn't want to get arrested again. So he just kind of of, takes... A lot of layers. A lot of layers, yes. (laughs) This is what we do. We're serious here on Strict Check. Gotta keep it all in So... Keep it all in Yep. (laughs) So uh, he gets a nudge, and he he just goes, um, and very discontrolled, he says, yeah, I don't remember any skeletons but I'm sure that our friend Alos here can probably tell you everything you need to know and then just very angrily and through his teeth he just goes praise be minutes of training <laughs> is, it, what is, is this a out of conversation or in conversation reference crack uh this is i think both <laughs> do i do i know what that means or is this, that's that has not i have no idea what that means. yeah that's you what you wouldn't know because you haven't you haven't met aos's new running buddy yet so as as far as it seems to solar uh aos seems to have found religion and he would have some kind of holy symbol he he won't recognize what it is, maybe, but he's he's got some kind of holy symbol on his person. Okay, like one of those big gaudy crucifixes around his neck. Cool. All right, I look at Alos. Uh, I look over the situation. I read it off. Going, uh, I re- I look over and go, all right, I'm going to come back here later, and I have a sneaking suspicion that this story isn't going to hold up, and we're going to have to have a chat with your boss. And then I look over at Alos and go, all right, tell me about what happened. Tell me about the other situation we need to go solve. And I go over, I grab my paper, 
I drop the change I need for whatever uh, coffee because I'm not allowed. I'm not going to be bribed by this uh, crime person. Drop my the payment money on the table, <laughs> and I walk person. out with my. I walk out with my CI. So, and then the boss Fred, you can't yell at me because I just paid for my food. <laughs> so that paper has um, messages. I look, at, and, I look at you with uh, a level of like, yeah, no, no, really, sure. Yeah, um, but uh, I can't I sit down and read them because that would violate the code of the cloth. Yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, but anywho, uh, somebody wants me to do something that is probably not good. But if I don't do it, they're gonna maybe murder me. So I could, I could do some help. What did you do? Uh, so I, I sit there and I think about it and I look over and I flip over the paper and uh, DM, do I, how much thieves can't do I know based on my time dealing with this world? That's a good is it, is it Is it an inside gag that everybody knows about it? Is it because the city's so corrupted it's, it's not secret? Uh, no, so even, I mean, even in a place as corrupt as this, there's still stuff that, that people are keeping secret. So, um, you would know, like, <laughs> intro to Thieves Can't, you've passed, um, yep. but the department hasn't been exactly doing a great job of, of keeping you guys up to date on ways that the language has shifted. Sure. So I guess the best description I can I can give you is that we know that, like, taking Spanish in college is different from the Spanish that you would speak in country. Right, got it. I got that you might, language. yeah. You pick up a word or two here or there. If got you it. have, if you have a lot of time to translate, then maybe you could figure it out. Um, I roughly like gesture towards the paper and try to get you to tell me what's going on here. Um, so they kind of want me to break into where they store the phylacteries and destroy a couple. No big, right? They want, they want you to commit some breaking and enterings and destruction of property and other law-breaking activities. Um, so out out of character, would mm-hmm. I know uh, the the importance of the phylacteries yes. and, and that sort of thing? Yes, um, you both would. So the way that we're gonna uh, try to make magic seem dangerous in this world we're we're stealing ideas from two different games okay so if you've ever played dragon age before the way that they handle magic users in that setting is that every every mage is required to register sure and they have this phylactery that is basically just a blood vial uh, or vial of their blood that makes more sense (laughs) words and that the the holy order there can use to keep track of them so i wanted to just kind of borrow that idea um, for us. And then the other thing that I I think would make a lot of sense for Backfire to have would be the possession of the phylactery, like registering, um, allows those mages to tap into a... And and they wouldn't understand how this happens. Like, they don't understand the the, kind of the causal process here. But basically, if you're not registered and you you cast a spell, um, something dies. Or something is hurt. So, unregistered mages, um, whatever kind of mana pool they're drawing from, or whatever, 
um, is drawn from some other living thing's life force. If they're registered, then that doesn't happen. Does that make okay. sense? Yep. So did the uh, did the instructions in the in the code did it tell me who I need to destroy? No. Do they want me to destroy like all of them, or um, like to be determined? Uh, they want you to to break into this. It's a building owned by a guy named Harold Worthington. Worthington is a uh, like a private contractor who has agreed to act as kind of a or provide like a storage facility for these um, flackeries throughout this throughout the city. They're not all kept in one place. So the instructions for AOS did give a specific address. Um, and and said smash as many as possible. Okay. So I, I and I think Alos is smart enough to know that they probably they probably means like smash everything. Number one, and number two, they probably do just want one or two specifically destroyed, but they they wouldn't give him that. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, the, 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 they want me to to destroy some uh, phyl- phyl- phylacteries. No big, um, right? That, that's that's not a big deal. Not, not a hefty fine. I'm assuming we've had uh, attempts at this. People have tried politically or criminally to take over, take over or undo this system. So there has to have been like precedent for. What happens when people try to do this? Yeah, yeah so just like generic crime. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's there would be all kinds of reasons why people wouldn't want to register, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people would think about it in terms of like they don't want to be tracked. They would rather be off the grid. Some people think that it's that they're like nobody actually really is hurt by by magic, and then this is just a government conspiracy to keep track of all magic users. But backfire being what it is, there is definitely a subset of, of magic users who don't want to do it because they they either like the idea of inflicting punishment on other people when they use magic, or that they they want to try to understand why that happens. You know what I mean? And and kind of I guess marry like sorcery with with alchemy and and try to and try to understand like what why is it that casting a spell even something like a healing spell or or like even the most basic thing why would that cause something else to to suffer other uh, other question uh does that also function for like racial trait spells so stuff like dark vision um no what i'm talking about is as a as an elf and a and a uh, high elf, I was able to. I'm able to cast uh, a cantrip mm-hmm. um, as as being uh, an elf. <laughs> Does the uh, phylactery issue apply there, or since it's inherent in my elfness, is that exempt? That's a good question. I'm also <laughs> curious on who got away with designing a magic system that punishes people with magic like how you had to bend the laws of magic to make that do it so to to dan's question 
I I can completely see this being a place that would track elves, right? That would track any race that has an inherent magical ability. I I think that's just how awful this place is. So just like <laughs> elf is born, a laughter created, you're registered, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that tonight's game was going to be dark, and I did not anticipate. <laughs> I did not anticipate this level <laughs> of darkness, but it it totally would happen there. But there would be people. And I'm 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 stammering because I'm trying to think of like what a real life equivalent of this would be that doesn't involve like Nazis or or the Civil War South. And I'm having a very difficult time coming up with one right now. I, I think it would be really the equivalent of of like I, I think people with any kind of inherent magical ability would be tracked from birth. But there would so be those there would be those families that would be Yeah, there would be those families that, that would have paid the right people to kind of lose that. Right? Okay. Oh, and I wonder, I wonder if we could come up with a thing where there's like, I have an idea. I just had a good idea, but I can't say what it is right now. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know, and I, I have a feeling that <laughs> that we have the same idea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, as far as like how this was designed, you you wouldn't know. There's a lot about the history of this place that that nobody really knows there there are libraries but the libraries are more like fiction and poetry and and you know plays and stuff like that there's not there's not like a a a thriving public history or living public knowledge about the city it just kind of this is how it's been this is how you do things that's how it goes Okay, um, I proceed to... Do we, who controls the fulcrum? Is it state-run? Is it a family? Is it... Uh, what's the police's connection? Is it police-controlled? Is it police know about it, but it's private security? Uh, the logistics my brain is going through hearing the we, that my CI is being told to break into this place. Yeah, so... Part of the the crushing despair of Backfire is that it's got an overwhelming amount of bureaucracy. So this is definitely something that has its own probably state-run security. And so these would be guys who would be uh, responsible not only for security of the buildings, but also I think they would have to be like, like trackers of some sort, right? There's like a, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to write a story about this tomorrow. Like this is an idea that we have to flesh out some. Do they have blade, do they have blade runners? <laughs> they might. <laughs> there could be blade runners here, but like even darker. <laughs> this is, man. This is one of the more <laughs> fucked up ideas that I've ever had for something, but it works for the setting. This this sure. works. This is something that would happen here. I mean, it just sounds like uh, the Ministry of Magic in Book 5, when it goes evil. Mm-hmm. Insert. Uh, so, okay, so I would then proceed to... Uh, I don't even know who I can call at this point to 
get uh, Aloys out of the situation. Like, I can't just let you walk in Keep and my, do this. They did say they'd kill me if I didn't do it. Who was they? I don't know. But they sound pretty terrible. Who did you... Uh, like, uh, I'm trying to figure out like who you made mad that would have like done that, but I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that was Paul the Banker, but... Oh, yeah. Okay. We he, haven't... Yeah, I... Uh, he seemed too dumb to know Thieves can't. Is there a way in which we can make it look like this has been done? Can we stage the crime? Are you asking me? I'm asking uh, I'm asking both the DM <laughs> as, a, as a suggestion idea. Okay. I'm asking my, my CI going, I don't, we can't let this happen as an actual thing. When I'm, I'm talking out loud ideas, can we make this look like it happened for a dear person to leave you alone? Maybe. <laughs> who would we? Who would we need to talk to? Who's a person that we would need to use? Um, Percy Grids. I, I, he's, he's done magic. Uh, Z- Zafira. Zafira's done a lot of magic. Um, maybe she would know. Percy Grids is a private investigator. My my new best friend Nim. He's super smart. He doesn't get flustered like I do. He's also my 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 spiritual advisor and coach. <laughs> oh, Carlos in the future. Future Carlos. <laughs> Your ears are burning right now, brother. I'm sorry. But <laughs> This is where we are. Yep. This is what's happened. This is what's happened. Okay, uh, I proceed to... Uh, we need to... I mean, this is all I can do with magic, and I just... I, I use minor illusion to make, like, a puff of smoke. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's not gonna do what we need to do here. Alright. Um, okay, so the people he just named off are all people that are either in the bakery or gonna be in the bakery later. Yeah. And then, yep. the brother, and then this, like, spiritual leader that he has now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I'm at a loss of what my situation needs to be here. I need a... My uh, Solar, like, starts muttering more ideas as we're walking around and thinking about how to deal with the situation and continues to mutter for a bit about, like, possible decision trees of how to solve this problem. Okay. Trying to figure out who he's got between his police contacts and his criminal contacts to help shed light on the situation. Like, who is it trying to destroy this situation is where our, my brain's going. Okay. I mean, we could just go smash him because, I mean, is it is that bad? Yeah, I, I'm still a, I still have an officer backfire. I still have to uphold the law, and part of the law was this program. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, so while this is happening... Corrupt. <laughs> Percy Gritz, you see uh, a very visibly flustered Alos like pleading with Solar and Solar kind of like pacing back and forth outside. Are you going to go out there or are you just going to watch this play out? Yeah. Yeah, Percy's just going to, like, Percy's just like watching. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, he's watching through through the, the window pane at the door and he, he's like kind of, he's trying not to let the murder face show because mm-hmm. he's still angry. And then he just takes a breath and he just goes outside. Okay. And um, he stands off 
far enough so that if they need to see him, they can see him, but he's not intruding on the conversation. Okay. Uh, Alos, you see Percy Gritz come out of the bakery. Hey, Percy! What do you know about phylacteries? And Percy just kind of like makes a face like, what the hell? (laughs) And uh, he just says, is that a pill? (laughs) Maybe. I I don't know a lot about it myself. I know there's one out there that I think is registered to me. And, and, and Percy just kind of, like, he's still just like, but, and he just says, look, I haven't been this angry in my entire life. Oh, no. Until today. Oh, no. Why is that, buddy? And he just goes, because you're a liar. And I'm tired. And I have this... Oh. And I, a, a liar! What have I lied about? And he just goes, and person just goes, you know what, praise be, and he just starts, like, cursing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just stops, and he goes, look, I don't know why I have this job, but if you need help, I'll help. But here's the thing. And he just looks at Salar, and he just goes, I think there's some bad stuff going on. And I can't get arrested again. So, if you need help, can I get deputized? Ooh, can I be deputized too? (laughs) (laughs) And person just shoots him a look. (laughs) 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 Solar, like, has, has this issue. Like, so he's got a CI in front of him. Who up until this point, he's always believed the CI's positions because he's had no reason to lie to me about things. Yep. He's given me uh, prior um, case work. He's given uh-huh. me a new case that's currently... He's ten, tied to a previous case I have opened that I needed to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's tied to a current case that's open in front of me about dinosaurs. And he's <laughs> going to be murdered. And I'm going to lose him to some shady underground element where I still need him to solve problems... And I think the only way to protect him at this point is probably to deputize my CI to keep him alive because killing an officer is ten times worse than killing a CI. Um, and if I make the private investigator a CI and he keeps doing the things he's not supposed to do, I'm not, I'm not a CI. I mean, if I also make him a deputy, uh-huh. there's... Uh, Oh, I get to be his boss this way. All right, I make them both deputies. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you just just so happen have a couple of, uh, you know, like when cops will go to an elementary school, and the, and like they might give out certificates or like <laughs> the the plastic badges, right? Um, you have a couple. You have a couple of those plastic badges somewhere on you. Sure. Um, and you give one to Percy, and you give one to Alos, I guess, to symbolically <laughs> deputize them. <clears throat> um, so now you have, uh, I think, what in law enforcement terms is a posse. <laughs> sure. Now that I'm all official, um, I, I should let you know I kind of owe a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Alos has turned into like a talking head confessional on an MTV reality show. <laughs> like he yep. he can't stop snitching on himself. <laughs> Did I, uh, I don't care, I can't remember. Did I light the uh, pawn shop on fire? <laughs> or did I try to? I think you. I, I don't know. I think you. I know I got kicked out of the poker game. Yeah, you got kicked out of the. I forgot about the backroom poker game. Yes, you got kicked out of that. I think for cheating, right? She accused you of cheating, and I don't think that. I don't think you tried to set the place on fire. Did you try to set the place on fire? I think I might have tried to convince Paul to use his godly powers yes. to set the place on fire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't say where Paul was, so we will have to say that Paul Paul is off with Nim. Um undoubtedly being exploited <laughs> somehow. <laughs> some way. Yeah. I yeah, I don't I don't think that Alos would have been able to set it on fire, but I think he would, since he since he confessed to like there being skeletons when there weren't any skeletons, him having a like an over exaggerated memory of events that he was involved in, where it's always way worse than it actually was, might <laughs> might actually be funny. And and then when Carlos comes back, <laughs> then you have this like he's gonna be so pissed. He's gonna be so mad. He's gonna be so mad. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad at us, and I and not just me. <laughs> He's gonna be mad at you too, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <it> <laughs> um. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. That like the title for one of these, because we're coming up on an hour and a half of recording, and Mark cuts him at like half an hour. <laughs> like the next episode is Carlos is so mad now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. Um, so, all of that is to say that I don't, I don't think that Alos tried to set it on fire. But if he remembers himself trying to set it on fire, (laughs) then didn't he? Isn't that as as good enough? Isn't that good enough? Do we want? Do we want to pause it there and like leave it the camera lens being that the scene ends with uh, my two deputized. Uh, new posse members just telling me all the things they've done now that they can't get arrested for it. And, and I just, you, I, I, I how much, like how much more recording you want? I, I imagine that curb your enthusiasm music just like playing in the background. <laughs> 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 it's up to you guys. I can keep going. Um, if you if you want to stop, we can stop. I'm just I'm curious on how far how much you want us to stop before we need to do more world building on things that you wanted to put together before we start making it up. Oh no, I'm fine with making it up. Okay. Yeah. Hi again everybody, this is Dr. Andy Wilzag. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast, um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, 
way better than anything that I could do is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress, and the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania is diversifying very quickly and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing and the point of this message now is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, if you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you. <laughs>